We want to thank uh, Alan Lang, Kinetic Staffing, kineticstaffing.com for joining us. Executive recruiting, executive recruiting uh, for your firm or company, powered by kineticstaffing.com. Thanks to Alan Lang for joining us in studio, uh, in the Bank Plus studio. And first time we had him up, Blake. I've known Alan for a while. And we've done some cool things together. And uh, I was like, well, surely I've invited him well, to some of the parties. He's like, no, you have. I was like, Phew. yeah, I thought he'd been up here. But I guess the two, couple times I've met him, it was somewhere else. You know? Yeah. And then we went like a year and a half without having as many parties, right, as we had prior to COVID. And now we're about to party party. Unfortunately. Uh, going into the holidays, this, this, this studio, we're about to get social again. It's on. We've already done it a little bit. Wait till the Christmas party. Since we haven't had one, uh, game on. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, you've been here, Blake. We've had 40 people in here before, yeah. which is packed. Absolutely. That's when Kevin Hansford uh, drank my $400 bourbon. That's right. And I, he's not even a bourbon guy. He's a Tito's guy. But, you know, he was just kind of, we, we had a bartender that night. We were, we were uh, going through some really good bourbon. And he decided to drink a four hundred dollar bottle of bourbon. I like it. It's good taste. No, that wasn't awesome. That's no, good taste. I was super ticked. Yeah, the fiftieth anniversary small batch. I'll be real clear with this: if you're going to drink a four hundred dollar bourbon, it should be someone else's. That's true. You're good at that. You're Everyone good. should be. It's a quality that we should all aspire to have. <laughs> resourcefulness. Aspire to have. We I like that. that. Yeah. A quality we should all aspire to have all right out of bounds espn 105.9 the zone driven by the ram trucks at mac hike and flowwood jeep wranglers jeep cherokee mac hike flow that was insane mac hike flowwood.com mac hike flowwood.com we will be live from the three foot hotel in meridian on friday uh it is a marriott property it is a beautifully renovated and revitalized area in Meridian. And it is part of the tribute portfolio. Hotel. Uh, it is a historic restoration of the 1929 art deco three foot building in downtown Meridian. You can go to the three foot hotel.com. We'll be there live on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to dine somewhere cool on Thursday night. And I love seeing uh, Mississippi towns uh, reinvent themselves and the uh, revitalization of Laurel and, uh, well, Meridian, Startville, Oxford years ago, Pine Belt's rolling, the list goes on and on, Um, Cleveland doing well in the Delta and so on. We love it. And we will be at the Three Foot Hotel, a Marriott property, on Friday in Meridian, Mississippi. We'll stay there Thursday night. Oh, and we're going to be from the rooftop bar. Oh. Dee uh, Dee told me yesterday, she was super sweet. She said, we're going to put you up on the uh, rooftop bar, and you can see all of Meridian, which I think is going to be a super cool factor. We'll be pushing out pics and video on social Love for you to follow us on Twitter at Bowbounds. Also, I'm trying to do more on Instagram because Blake's wearing me out. 
uh, at Bo underscore bounds on Instagram. Give us a follow. That's all kinds of nonsense, food, drinks, some of my life, some of my kids and, uh, and travel and so on. I thought I did a good job when I went to Atlanta and Lexington a few weeks ago, separate trips, but we did the bourbon pick for Russell's reserve and then the Braves game and sec media days and the college football hall of fame. Uh, Blake said, I still didn't post enough, <laughs> but I posted more than I usually do. And so on Instagram, we're Bo underscore bounds. Bo underscore bounds. Boom. All right. Uh, first time since 2007, the NFL. Well, we don't have a rookie quarterback starting week one for the first time since George Bush 2. Oh. W was president. That's. That's right. Thank you for doing that. It's better when I can see you. Uh, when. Since W was president, right. since Sly Croom and Ed Ogeron were coaches in Startville and Oxford, <laughs> that's how long it's been since we haven't had a rookie starting quarterback in the NFL. That's right. That's Kenny right. Pickett will not start. Matt Corral is hurt, unfortunately. And uh, who's the other dude that we were talking about? I guess it'd be Malik Willis. Yeah, or, Malik or, Willis. You know, Desmond Ritter. I don't know. It's funny. You go back and look at these. So we t- we heard all season how coming into the 2022 draft that Bo and I were at in Las Vegas, this was a QB class that the NFL was down on. We didn't realize they were so down on them that, that the first QB, you know, would be taken 20th and then no one would be taken for the rest of the second ra- first or second round, right? We had no idea that it would be Kenny Pickett and then no one until pick 74 with Desmond Ritter. But you look at this list of rookie QBs this year, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, that's about it. There's some other guys, but you don't care about them. Compare that class to the last time in 2007 that we, again, did not have rookie QBs start. Okay, These are the QBs that went off the board. Number one overall, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> did not start week one as the number one overall pick. Okay. Think about that. I, I, I would venture to guess that in modern era football, that doesn't happen. No. So the number one pick doesn't start week one. Brady Quinn, Cleveland, was picked 22nd overall. He did not start week one. And then after that, you have no one. Kevin Cobb, Drew Stanton, Trent Edwards, like no oh one. My no gosh. one. No one. <laughs> okay. So And again, these guys are a million times better than me, but I'm just thinking at the NFL Think level, about those level. two QB classes that we just read off, and that is the – connector of why there is no rookie QB starting. Okay. You had Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn, and those were the two best players in that draft at QB. Uh, well, but no one else outperformed them. I mean, there's literally no, these are the QBs in this class. Russell, Brady Quinn, Kevin Cobb, John Beck, Drew Stanton, Trent Edwards, Isaiah Stanbeck, Jeff Rowe, Troy Smith, Jordan Palmer, Tyler Thigpen. Name one of those players who did anything in the NFL. Wow. That's my point. Jamarcus Russell and Brady Quinn were the best two QBs in the class, despite what they turned into. <laughs> it's not a judge. That's how bad that class was. That's incredible. Okay. This class may be along those lines. Not to that extent, but along those lines. Okay. I, I think that Malik Willis will play and be better than the two you're referencing. 100% agree. I think if Matt Corral gets healthy, he will play and be better than the two you referenced. That's an interesting Now. Answer. Kenny Pickett also, I think, has a – Pittsburgh is so well run. Yes. 
Blake, that I, yes. regardless of what he is, I, I think that he can at least be a pretty damn good salty quarterback that can, you know, win yes. you some games. I mean, we see quarterbacks that don't have to be great. Uh, lead teams to the playoffs, hang around for for several years. So, I do think that there is some electricity for Pickett, yes, Willis, and Corral. I hate that Corral's missing this year, yeah, because the practice reps are so valuable. Yeah, you don't progress for a whole year. That's right. the problem, and that's tough. I think we may be sleeping on Malik Willis. All the reports out of Tennessee are that he's incredible. He, he could be a a, a Jalen Hurts, maybe even ba- – yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I, I think Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett would be the two I gambled on. Like, if you made me go to Pearl River, put money at the Golden Moon, which one's a starter in five years? It's one of those two guys okay. that I'm picking between. And probably Malik Willis, especially given what's in front of him. The one thing about Kenny Pickett and the Steelers – is unlike what Ben Roethlisberger got to exist in for the majority of his career, that division is good now. It's a good point. It, they've never had four quarterbacks in that division. Well, outside the Steelers, they've never faced three quarterbacks in the division that would add up to what Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Deshaun Watson, when he's eligible, I would be. You make a damn good point that Roethlisberger did not have to face anybody. Feasted. And now we have Joe Burrow, who could be absolutely amazing. We have Deshaun, when he comes back, who is wildly talented. And you have Lamar, who is an absolute threat from anywhere on the field mm-hmm. with Baltimore. You make a those Those are three amazing talents yeah. at the quarterback and position. And young, which means there's longevity That's there, right. right? When Ben Roethlisberger played, they the reason the Steelers and Ravens were always in the playoffs is because look at their other two opponents, the Bengals and the Browns. Terrible. I mean, they, they were going in, they were, those know, teams were going 0-4 every year. Marv Lewis tried to get some things going, but but he didn't really believe in offense. He wanted to win 9-3 to mm-hmm. every single weekend. Now, if Carson Palmer doesn't get hit in the knee in their first playoff game years ago, who knows? Because I think Carson Palmer's a very underrated quarterback and was insanely talented. It just, some things didn't quite line up. Yeah. But you make a great point that Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Baltimore did not have good QBs. And two of the three didn't have, I mean, Flacco was serviceable. Because Ozzie Newsom was off the charts amazing. Great franchise. And was yeah. run so well on the personnel side. And Biscotti, the billionaire owner, is very much like a Rooney or a Mara. Yeah. Or a, you know, a Kraft or the Benson family as of late among some other families that know how to run multi-billion dollar organizations and run them well. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, the the when you talk about franchises that are run as professional businesses. Rooney's, you could argue, are Correct. are our, you know, uh, Procter and Gamble yeah. of of football. The Royal right? family. Right? They've been there I mean, all the time. Correct. Just have yeah. their ducks in a row. Well, and those outside of the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell years, which were an anomaly, the Steelers and the Ravens are two of the most, like, blue-collar professional franchises. Runs. Uh, yeah. And Ozzie Newsom, you could argue, is the best GM in the league in the last 20 years. But think about that. Think about the QBs in that 07 draft. Again, the two best QBs were Jamarcus Russell and Brady Quinn, despite how bad their NFL careers were. 
that's the last time we entered a season with rookie QBs that underwhelmed us to the point that these do. That's crazy. Mm. Okay. 2007. Speaking of crazy, can we talk about, because we didn't get to yet, we haven't gotten to this, playoff expansion. Yeah. 12 teams coming sooner than later than anyone ever expected. Dr. Mark Keenum. Catalyst. How do you feel about a 12-team playoff? You know how I feel about G5 being a part of the playoffs. Well, that was part of the negotiate. They they were going to have to leave right. it in. Right. And I think in the end, the P5 or whatever the power conferences remain to be in a couple years, P3, whatever, I think they recognize the value of having some teams they can win against. I think I think they just realize I think it's going to hurt TV ratings. So for the first couple, I, I know when yeah. we get into it, it will be good. Yeah. Once we get uh, Georgia against Southern Cal, I think they want them for the regular season, not the playoff. But they have to let them be in the playoff in order to utilize them in the regular season. I think it's a terrible idea. G five should have their own commissioner. They should do an eighteen playoff. People would watch it and bet on it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to watch Troy get thumped by Georgia. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Is 12 too many? We, we're very well aware of your G5 thoughts, so that is what it is. Is 12 too many? Not for... All right, you're asking me for the viewer or for why they did it? I'm they did it for money. In P, no, I understand that the more teams, the more money. I get that part. I'm asking you for college football, whether that's for the viewer or the coach or the team or whatever. In general, is 12 the right number? Too right. many, too little. What? Well, the first four get a buy. Yep. And and they're going to be, uh, so when the eight get after it, they're going to be on campus. Which is smart. Which is brilliant. So I'm going to I'm gonna say no, okay. it's not. Should the second round also be on campus? Yes. Because right now the setup is first, first round, excluding the top four. So there's back right. eight, right. play at home based on seating. Then you go to the traditional, what we have now, the playoff bowl games, where you would go to to playoff bowl games after that. They need to be on campus all the way through until the national championship game. Which can be Even neutral. the semifinal yeah. games need to be like the AFC and NFC championship game, which is arguably the best Sunday in sports because those games are in home stadiums in Pittsburgh or New Orleans yep. or Green Bay or Tampa Bay. And the, there is nothing better than that Sunday of the AFC and NFC championship games when you're down to the final four, the level of play, mm -hmm. the insane crowd, and the home Ooh. field that gives it electricity. It's Super Bowls are tangible at that point. Neutral field yeah. games mm -hmm. are terrible. Yeah. There's a reason when you look at the NFL, I know that the Super Bowl is always going to win the ratings thing. We, we referenced this uh, Dak Prescott article earlier, and we'll, we'll have to dive into that tomorrow, too. We'll have Steve Palazzolo on so we can get some more NFL, but... It references the top garnered TV shows of the year, and the Super Bowl's number one. I get that. It pulls because of what it is. It's a championship game. But in terms of atmosphere, and there's a reason they're number two and three on the list, the AFC and NFC title games are the best football games of the year. All day, every day. No doubt. All day, every day. I want with all you. of the college football playoffs on campus. Agreed. Until we go to the national championship game in New Orleans, Miami, and really, it should be in Miami, New Orleans, L.A. Vegas. Oh, I love Vegas. Thank you. Got you got to. I mean, well, the stadium's brand new. And, of it's course, amazing. the new Mercedes Dome in Atlanta is amazing. Yeah. Obviously, the Caesar Superdome. But, you know. 
you could bounce between those five places: Nola, Atlanta, Give me Miami, the LA. Final game: yeah. Bama hosting Georgia, Southern Cal hosting Bama, Ohio State hosting Georgia. Yes. Um, Give me Miami having to go out to Southern Cal and play in LA in, in the national semifinal game. Yes. Give me that. Hundred percent agree. Give me. Hundred percent. Give me agree. Bama at Miami. Um, those are that's fun and and Miami packing it in and you got that home game electricity and flavor. So all of that is great for content, right? We get more games, we will get some great atmospheres and things like that. In reality, what percentage chance do you give it that someone in the back four for sure, but even in the back eight, actually win the national title? So not the first four that get the bye. Talking about those back eight. What are the odds? Outside of the year where like maybe an Alabama goes 11-1, and one, but they don't make the title game. So they're like a sixth seed, right? Fifth seed, which is a little bit of a, of a lie, right? It's kind of a – they got they, – things line up, they got slim bumped back. Slim to none. It's slim to none, right? The, the yeah. fifth and sixth seed, that is a great question. Maybe Blake. if it's one of those anomalies where Georgia or Alabama mm-hmm. has to be the fifth seed Miami, and they didn't win the title. Southern Cal. Ohio State stumbles, but still gets Correct. in. It has to be one of the top. Even Southern Cal and Miami aren't on the level yet to beat Alabama, Georgia, no. and Ohio Unless State. Unless they have a Deshaun Watson-like quarterback, yeah. and then they can upset somebody. Yeah. But we feel good that's not all, there we, right we forget, now. It's just yeah. three and a half hours. Yeah. And that is the beauty of the football playoff, is that it is one and done. There is no making up for a mistake. Right. Yeah, it, if... Uh, Texas can land on a QB, like Arch. Who knows, right? Texas gets in as the fifth or sixth seed. Maybe they upset somebody. That could be cool. Um, Southern Cal, Miami. Luganville just called Miami's quarterback a first round. I feel yeah. for Southern Miss going down there this weekend. Holy Mary Olzab. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Let's switch gears. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, we're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And the show is brought to you by Went McGee, the mortgage man, mortgagemanms.com. And the show is also presented by Ag Up Equipment. It was Mississippi Ag. It's now Ag Up Equipment. And, hey, hit up Ag Up Equipment. If you're in the market for a tractor, John Deere, America's tractor for your family land, agup.com, Ag Up Equipment in Canton and Pearl. 17 more locations that you can find nearest you. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Let's go Pat McAfee on game day. Oh. Game day, realize, for our listeners, Pat McAfee is a crazy man, media dude, who's built an empire, was a punter. He's quirky, uh, you know, weird, fun, get it guy has a podcast, TV show, all sorts of things, making a zillion bucks. ESPN realizes that Desmond Howard and David Pollack, and to a certain extent, Kirk Herbstreet are boring. And Corso is now up there in age. They needed to reboot that show. And Fox Big Noon kickoff is gaining a little bit of momentum here and there. Reggie Bush is cooler than anybody I just referenced. He is. So is Matt Leinart, who's I like I like Matt and Reggie on they need to boot Brady Quinn and just give me more Reggie Bush and Leinart. Urban Meyer is super polarizing. 
and actually good on TV and doesn't give a damn what you think about him, which I think is wonderful. Uh, Pat McAfee on game day. I think it gives us a little more spice and Louisiana hot sauce. 110%. Which that show is dying, even though it is a massive moneymaker for ESPN. Home Depot pays a fortune. Their real estate on Saturday mornings, they they dictate what they want to charge for 30-second spots and for um, uh, sponsored segments, okay? They still, we all roll out of bed. We get excited. We're, we're working out. We're getting, or we're getting our food ready for the day. We're making our bets. We're getting with our buddies. Whatever we're doing, they're going to draw eyeballs. But the show has died a slow death. And it's a bunch of people in, you know, starched suits, which I don't understand. I'd have guys up there with your hat backwards and cool pull. I mean, pullovers today are so good looking, right? Merch and so on. Let's have some fun. Uh, McAfee will bring a fun factor to the show that is desperately needed because Desmond Howard or David Pollack breaking down a game, well, Blake, just go ahead and get an ice pick and drive it straight through my hip. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the last time Pat McAfee was on college game day, he jumped into the Brazos River because they were at Baylor, and he was on top of a houseboat. And on live television, he belly flopped into one of the grossest bodies of water in the U.S., oh, nice. um, which nice. was which is the level of intensity and excitement. I, I got need. a question, real quick. Will he will he wear sleeveless shirts? He has before on national television. I love it. I love it. Wouldn't surprise let's me. not be so formal. I mean, I'm walking around, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt, my hat backwards. Here's the problem: you have to remember that the, a large portion of this audience is that stuffy Midwestern who Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard cater to. There's a reason the Big Ten wins the rating war. It's not because they have a better product. If this was purely meritocracy and it was based on product alone and everyone only watched the best product, the SEC would win by a large margin. They'd be getting billions of dollars than every, more than every other conference. It's about households. And unfortunately, fair or foul, I do think ESPN understands there's a reason Herb Street and Desmond were the people they went to early. It's because there's households there that value that brand, okay. regardless of how boring they are. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. I want more Pat McAfee, and they squeezed Lee Corso. You're damn right, you do. They've squeezed Lee Corso like a wet rag. I mean, that sucker's dry. He has no juice left to give. I loved Corso growing up. How they up. didn't move off three or four years ago? They don't have an. Ex- they don't have a secession plan. They have no clue what it's they're going to do. It's a multi-billion dollar company. So the Giants didn't know what they were doing post Eli Manning. That's a good point. <laughs> the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone is brought to you by. The official grocery store of the Out of Bounds Show, and that's Corner Market Grocery Stores in Mississippi. So when you're loading up the fridge and the freezer for game day, well, it starts and ends with Corner Market Grocery Stores, including Corner Market in Bellhaven, Corner Market in Fondren, and Corner Market Grocery Store Northside Drive, among their other locations. So as you're loading up with wings, burgers, beer, Yingling, Modelo, Dosecki, and of course, Boar's Head Premium Meats, Cheeses, and Hummus. Corner Market Grocery Stores, locally owned and operated in the great state of Mississippi. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Have a great day.